You're listening to the Trading Matters Podcast by OCBC Securities, a show where we discuss with an OCBC Securities expert on how the latest news will impact markets worldwide, including Singapore, the US, China and Hong Kong. My name is Elliot Danker, and today I'm speaking with Samuel Wong, trading strategist from OCBC Securities. Samuel, thanks for helping me out with this. Let's uh, talk a little bit about how key major indices closed on a double-digit loss. I mean, this is a tough one. Does this reflect what is going to happen in 2023? Good day, Elliot. And first of all, a happy 2023 New Year to you and all listeners of Money FM. 2022 was another year of huge market volatilities that was stirred by many of the systematic and unsystematic risk events such as the Russia-Ukraine war, tension, the mismanagement of the global supply chain concern that sparked off the galloping inflation. That creates tons of worries for all the global central bankers to be getting more hawkish on the interest rate movement. The US Federal Reserve also aggressively raised interest rate hike from the almost zero rate level to the current U.S. benchmark of 4.25% to the 4.5% in 2022. And that was also probably one of the key catalysts that brought key major indices like the MSCI World Index, MSCI Emerging Market Asia, all down to a double-digit losses of the market cap by 2022. Elliot, not all is lost. By the turn of the fourth quarter of 2022, major global indices started to reverse the table against the bearish stone. Central bankers like the Bank of Australia, Bank of Canada, US Fed, and also the European Central Bank continue their interest rate hike in the fourth quarter of 2022, but the aggressive tone was mellowed down. The rate hike's magnitude was lesser than what the street had expected. Also, the anticipation of the China to loosen its zero-COVID policy started to kick in in November 2022. That explain of the double-digit gain on both the China and Hong Kong Hang Seng indices the fourth quarter of last year. I like the way you put it, systematic and unsystematic. I've got another word for you, Samuel. It's called inflation. Global wow. central bankers have raised interest rates, of course. Will this momentum carry into 2023? What can we expect here? Just a quick recap on how aggressive over the rate hike condition that was back in 2022 we have approximately witnessed 90, yes, you heard me correctly, 90 global central bankers who hiked the interest rate back in 2022. And for that, we saw a total of 2,000 basis points of rates were raised at then. And what is causing a stir to the market volatilities? About 45 of the global central bankers have actually raised interest rate hike by at least 75 basis points on their first shot. As we enter into 2023, the rate hike environment still looks to be quite firm, but the aggressive tone looks to be a little bit more different. And to a great extent, the streets are looking or watching for some signs of a very dovish tone. Back in November 2022, the US Fed Chairman Jerome Powell expect the interest rate hike to move towards 5% in 2023, but one of the spotlight was he hinted on a lesser severe interest rate hike going forward. The Russia and Ukraine conflict is something that the market will continue to monitor as they both hold a significant percentage of the global food and energy resources that are key elements affecting inflation and also a spiral impact on the interest rate environment. 
Samuel, so you've reminded me that Fed Chair Jerome Powell hinted that uh, the fight against inflation is going to continue into next year. Uh, he talked about this on the uh, December FOMC meeting. I am curious, how do you see this affecting trading? Okay, on that perspective, right? So if we say and put it in terms of the directional flow of the interest rate movement, whether will they continue to be hawkish or dovish in the movement, the major key KPI of the US Federal Reserve for now is to tame down the inflation. Take for instance, the Fed has spoken of keeping interest rate higher throughout 2023 with no sign of reduction right, until 2024. However, based on the latest Fed fund implied probability, that is why some of the street they call it as the US interest rate futures. The data show expectation of a Fed pivoting or a potential rate cut by the second half of 2023. This seems to be some sort of like a two expectation from both the Fed and also the street over the movement of interest rate in the near future. On the trading aspect, historical market data would lean more towards market volatilities if the US Fed is on a hockey stone towards the interest rate movement, especially over the hockey stone. And for this matter, when the street does not have a clear direction or where the rate is going to move, there is the potential to stir up ripples of uncertainty or volatilities within the market. I've got another word for you, Samuel. Uh, recession. We're going to be hearing a lot about this with the galloping inflation hawkish tones from central bankers and, of course, combination of a lot of unfavorable market events. You know, you mentioned the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict, US-China trade relationship. Recession, the talk of the town. What is your take on this? Elliot, you are spot on to mention those unfavorable global events that stir market volatilities in 2022. To some extent, the market seems to have moved from the current inflation and interest rate hike came to the next stop of the town, that is recession. As of mid-December 2022, it was reported of 965 technology companies, which include prominent names like Meta, Twitter, mm. Netflix, Microsoft, they have laid off a total of more than 150,000 employees. If we can recall, back in 2008, to 2009, mm -hmm. that is the US subprime crisis, the total retrained staff at them were approximately 130,000. For the big work recession, let's look at the perspective in the context of the stock market performances. Talking about a lengthy recession in the modern history, 2008 US subprime crisis recession lasted approximately about 18 months. Statistics shown that the US S&P 500 lost approximately minus 57% of its market cap during this period of the recession. But what is more interesting, after a period of bearish market condition, the S&P 500 actually staged almost a 13 years of a super bull rally right. that saw a strong gain of 624% rally from the second quarter of 2009 until the recent peak in this year, March 2022. So it's interesting you bring that up, Samuel, because when you look back, you know, on the back of those unfavorable events, right, we see the major key indexes such as the US, China, Hong Kong, all losing quite a bit of ground for 2022. I mean, what can we say with regard to the directional flows of these indices heading into 2023? I guess to have a conviction over the directional flow of the major indices uh, in 2023, you need stability and also clarity of the current ongoing macro events that you have just mentioned. 
while the market is struggling to get better clarity and visibility over the market uncertainties, probably let's stick to something that are factual, especially over the statistic of valuation. As we mentioned, we saw major indices like the US, China, Hong Kong that were down on the double-digit losses in 2022. And to a great extent, some of the Hong Kong sectors, such as the technology, the property sector, are also seeing that indices members are of market losses between 20 to 60%. Both the US S&P and Hong Kong Hang Seng Index PE of 18 times and 7 times are trading near the multi-year low valuation. For that matter, Hong Kong Hang Seng Index price to book of 0.82 times is also trading even lower than the 1998 level. Valuation of the market are hovering at the multi-year low, but for the markets to hit north or towards the south, it will need to take cue from catalysts that will weigh over the degree and magnitude on the severity of the macro uncertainties, which you have just mentioned, going forward in 2023. Right, but there is something to look forward to as well, and that's uh, you know looking at China and Hong Kong indices recovering significantly from the October 2022 low because of the easing of the zero COVID policy. You know, signs of reopening. I mean, is this a bit of a prelude to more fund flow interest for Hong Kong and China going into 2023? Elliot, this is getting a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting. The easing of the COVID testing in China has actually started in December 2022. And China has also started to reopen up their economy as reported over the past month through various media channels. And of course, the strong anticipation for more prominent reopening team from the street has been one of the main drivers for the firmer China-Hong Kong market tone back in November 2022. Back then, South China Morning Post also commented on the back of China to is the zero COVID policy, there was a reported news of a northbound fund flow towards the China market that refers to the trading of Chinese listed stock from Shanghai and Shenzhen from the Hong Kong exchange that is worth 60 billion renminbi. That is approximately about US $8.5 billion. Back in September and October 2022, the total sell flow on the Chinese equity for these two months alone took about US $9.8 billion. And if this momentum continues to move, the northbound trade inflow may normalize between $200 billion to $400 billion renminbi in 2023. Although the lifting of the COVID restriction in China would boost growth prospects for the country and other economies as well, it could also lead to an increase in the COVID-19 cases. Therefore, China reopening team may bring forth both risk and opportunity that investors should be aware of. I know you're having a lot of fun, uh, Samuel. That's why I saved the hardest <laughs> question for last. Uh, here goes. Um, overall, could you share with us your 2023 take on the US, Europe and Asia? Okay, sure. <laughs> From a trader perspective, the US market has the concern of being a split government formation after its recent US midterm election. The high interest rate environment might be another concern of its impact over the corporate growth earnings. Just for information, the US fourth quarter reporting season is not too far away from now, whereby the US bank stock will be the first major S&P sector to report its earnings in mid-January. Europe will also have their fair share of market concern 
as the closely knit euro economies might face further resistance of growth challenges from the ongoing of the Russia-Ukraine military conflicts. Next, we have the China and Hong Kong that is on the back of its current valuations that's on a cheaper ground right now. The anticipation over the easing of its zero-COVID policy and a further economy reopening team will further continue to draw global attention. In fact, our research unit from Bank of Singapore, BOS, has a neutral view on the US equity market, underweight view on Europe market, and an overweight view on the Asia X Japan equities that is driven mainly by China and Hong Kong stock over the easing of zero COVID policy and also a stronger GDP recovery. I've been speaking with Samuel Wong, trading strategist from OCBC Securities. Samuel, thanks so much for your insight this morning. Take care and have a great day. This is the Trading Matters Podcast brought to you by OCBC Securities. For more latest markets insights, check out OCBC Securities on Spotify. Contents of this podcast are intended for general information only and should not be construed as a recommendation or solicitation to invest in any financial product. All investments are subjected to risk. Before investing, you should conduct your own self-assessment and seek independent financial advice. For the full disclaimer, visit iocbc.com slash tradingmatters.